Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred. Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle of the base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle of the middle. The middle of a war. Freaking ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. Hello, everybody. When you need a minute to look it over, it's time for a freeze frame. This show is designed to pause and take a quick look at a different movie each week and see how it holds up with a closer look. This week we'll be freezing on M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. You ever talk to your mom about how things are? I don't tell her things. Why not? Because she doesn't look at me like everybody else, and I don't want her to. I don't want her to know. Know what? I see dead people. How often do you see them? All the time. The film is considered a classic and features Bruce Willis as child psychologist Malcolm Crow. The story focuses on a young boy, Cole, played by Haley Osment, who can, quite famously, see dead people. So boys, what do we think of The Sixth Sense? Is it a classic to be remembered, or does it need to be buried in an unmarked grave? Let's start with Jake. Ooh. I've never thought about that. An unmarked grave? That's so terif- That's like terrifying. Because you don't know whose grave um, it's going to be. Ooh. Yeah, not remembered at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a few years since I've seen this movie, but the couple of times that I've seen it, I do really like it. This is one of the greatest twist endings of all time. Um, it's just, I mean, pretty much everybody knows it now, so it doesn't even matter about spoilers anymore. Pretty much everybody knows, but um, it's so well executed by M. Night Shyamalan, this twist ending. That's when everybody talks about Sixth Sense is what they talk about. So aside from that, some of the best kid acting I've ever seen. It's ar- ar- arguably the best kid acting out there. I, there's a couple arguments you can make, but uh, there's some great stuff about this movie. I don't think it's. I hope do I don't know if people consider this a horror movie. Do they? A horror thriller. I would. Yeah, is I was what is on there are Wikipedia some, here. There are some like kind of hair crawling, intense moments. I personally didn't don't categorize it as horror, but there's some intense, creepy moments for sure. And I think those are super effective. I just think, you know, Shyamalan's such a funny name to talk about. And what what a start to a career this movie was, followed by the ultimate roller coaster ever. All right. Good thoughts. Let's hear it from Drew. Well, first of all, I'm just curious. Out of you guys, who knew the twist going in? Like, did anyone go in completely cold? Yes, I didn't know anything. Really? Yes. Well, I, I saw it pretty young. It actually freaked me out quite a bit when I first saw it. Because I was pretty young, I was I was spoiled by the Lonely yeah, me Island too. song. I mean, but <laughs> even even before that, but jizz in my oh pants my specifically God. didn't help. That um, is remarkable. Yeah, I I only f- first saw this the beginning of this year, this calendar year. I'd heard so many things about it. What? Really? Yeah, I watched it when I watched it when Split came out. I watched I went through it and finished up his filmography, and I've officially seen all of his major films. Um, and it is the best film that he's ever made. Uh, he's never topped it. It looks like a horror movie from the outside, but Jake, you're right. It's it's more of a drama. It's more of a drama. And it's, it's very touching at the yeah. end, too. It's a really emotional, really well-done drama, too. Uh, it's It taps into 
a range of human emotion that Shyamalan has like never approached since then. Like never even really come close. It's it's actually fascinating that the guy that wrote The Happening that wrote basically aliens in The Happening as human beings wrote The Sixth Sense because he gets a lot out of Haley Joel Osment and he gets a lot out of Bruce Willis. Um, oh, yeah. And talking about some of the best child performances of all time, uh, he's just – the thing that makes that performance really work so well from Harry, Haley Joel Osment is that he feels like a le- legitimate kid. You know what I mean? Amen. Like he doesn't feel like um, – Haley Joel Osment is written and acts like a kid and therefore we're more terrified for him and we feel for him more going through this really tough situation. Especially because you have adults who have a legitimate good reason to not understand what this kid's going through. Right. We were talking last Wednesday about horror cliches and how people in authority don't help the main character. Here, it's really, really hard for anybody to help this kid because he's the only one with this gift or this curse to see dead people and to have to communicate with people beyond the grave. And this movie makes you smile, it makes you afraid, and it makes you feel catharsis at the end. It's a really, really well done movie because it hits on all those peak emotions. It's really interesting that you put it like that. Is it a gift or a curse? Because the movie really never does answer that question, does it? Sure thing. It's used as both. It's absolutely seen as both. Right. And and that's another reason why I don't think it kind of labels under the category of a horror movie because a horror movie would have made that very cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think if, you know, when you first... I would say for two-thirds of the movie, it's absolutely a curse because there are some very you, – you feel so scared and sad and yeah. frightened for this little boy. It's it's absolutely terrible. But The sick girl um, with the vomit who kind of like chases him into his, um, mm-hmm. his sheet yeah. fort is yeah. one of the scariest scenes in the movie that I had trouble getting through the first time I got I, through, I saw the I movie. felt for him the most uh, – I think it was at the birthday party. That was rough. Oh my god, yes. That was the but that think, was the yeah, scene where I was like, this for this poor kid, he's completely fucked. Like I think this the um the first ghost you see though is the woman in the kitchen with the slit wrist. Yeah. I think that that is a point where you're like, oh my god, this is this is messed up. Like just thinking I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you live with that. But he turns it around in such a way with the with the vomit girl. He turns it around in such a way that you're like you love him. You love what he's doing with this. So is there any part of the movie that you guys don't like that doesn't make this a classic? Um, not something that I necessarily don't like, but I think it's the discussion that we have to have. Um, we've alluded to the twist, but since we're talking spoilers, everybody knows that Bruce Willis is one of the dead people that Haley Joe Osment has been seeing throughout the entire film. Um, you guys, I have not seen it multiple times. I've only seen it the once. I mean, I knew the twist. Um, but I was still trying to ingest the story and the characters and everything. Does it hold up? Is it something that absolutely checks out throughout the film? Or are there cracks that kind of make it a weaker for it? I'm going to say absolutely yes. This is the pinnacle of plot twists that actually makes the movie better. That isn't just kind of shoehorned in just to make the audience say, whoa, at the end. This drastically changes how the entire movie plays out and you understand why this kid was so adverse to this child psychologist and um, how it 
Bruce Willis's character grew throughout the movie completely changes because of the twist. It is honest, pure genius. And it's something that I don't think too many movies can even come close to. There's only a handful. Like when I think greatest twist endings of all time, Sixth Sense comes up, Usual Suspects come up, but it's like there's only a handful that really can be talked about on that level. And and the way that this specific twist is executed, um, that that handful even gets smaller because this is something that really predicates on like not just like an unreliable narrator or anything like that, but visual cues of the entire movie have to stand up. Um, Bruce Willis's wife cannot address him or be looking in his direction through the entire film. Mm-hmm. Like if if that doesn't convince at any point in the movie, the twist completely falls flat. So it takes a lot of balls to write something like that and craft your film around it to make sure that it works and still get some compelling drama out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Drew, you've said you've only seen this once, and any uh, listeners who have only seen this movie once, I highly recommend watching this one a second time if you have the time because seeing all the details that M. Night Shyamalan put into this film to make that work and to really stick to that twist is really jaw-dropping. Um, he did so much work in the production design, the writing, to make this twist believable and completely unexpected for someone who hasn't heard of it before. It's really, really, really cool to watch, especially if you can grab someone who hasn't seen it before for their first time. The only negative that I can think of that comes with The Sixth Sense, I don't think it's a perfect movie per se, um, but I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find a lot of flaws that I feel like are worth mentioning that aren't minor. Uh, the biggest negative that comes from it is that it makes me sad that Shyamalan, as a director, has never touched this again. Like, the potential that came from this film, I can imagine uh, back in 1999 when this first came out um, and it becoming the huge rage Mm -hmm. that it was. And then Unbreakable coming out and being pretty good after that. He's had one of the most fascinating careers I've ever seen. Um, And I just, I feel for him because... This movie is so good that it kind of makes his career this kind of tragic, like, Icarus story, if you look at it. Like, he flew too close to the sun, and he achieved fame too much, too fast, and then he burned up, and now he's trying to rise from the ashes. Um, that's the only negative that I can think of about it, is that he just—this is such a height to start near the top of your career with. How do you respond? And he has not always responded well. Yeah, it is, it is a sad story to hear— that Shyamalan just hasn't come close. He's on the upswing. We'll see if his um, his split movies and whatever work he comes up with next can get close to Signs, Sixth Sense, and Unbreakable. Uh, but we'll have to see. I'm going to say, I do think Split is his second best film, so that's saying something. So let's throw it over to Jake for final thoughts and ratings on The Sixth Sense. Andrew knows this from working with me for a few years on um uh you know our collegiate career of middle seats um but i save the royal throne rating rating for like my favorite movies so this is going to be like one of the plushiest of plushy recliners but i don't even know if i can really think of a flaw it's been a few years since i've seen the movie so if i upon rewatch i might be able to find something um but it's 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 pretty great it's extremely well executed um it's it's paced well. It's um, you know 
it's very it's very you know calculated in everything it does. Um, it just it it's just not one of my all time favorites per se. Um, but it's really great. I think even if you don't like horror movies, you this is one of those movies you really give a chance because mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't like horror movies, I'm totally totally with that sentiment that. This is a movie that uh, you really, really got to give a chance, and yeah. that's why I really, really like it. Yeah, if if nothing else, for the the acting and and honestly, the honestly the way the whole movie's made, because I was gonna say the acting, but I was gonna say writing and directing, so that the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good it's stuff. just it's well made, really. Literally well made. everything. Drew, how about you? Um, I I pretty much echo everything he said there. It's it's a really great film. Um, it's not a perfect movie. So I'm gonna stick with the really comfortable plus recliner rating. Wow! Um, it's it's just it's just one of those really well executed films overall. Uh, it features great performances. It's got great writing, direction. It's a guy that came up with a really nice idea and was able to capture it and translate it um, on on screen. This is a guy with a lot of talent that sometimes has gotten too big for his own britches at points in his career. Um, this is him at full Shyamalan, as you might call it. That sounds like a Dragon Ball Z move, but, (laughs) um, this is him at the height of his powers doing what he can, what he's capable of as a writer and a director. And it just makes you hopeful that he can reach these kind of heights again. Wow. It seems like both of you guys are real sticklers for your Royal Throne rating. So I'm going to throw this movie a bone and give it it. Considering the only flaws we have is that Shyamalan hasn't been a perfect director since this movie and that it's not your favorite movie. I see no flaws in this movie. I think this is a work of pure genius. It is a 10 out of 10. It's an A+. It's whatever you want to call it. It is highly original, has fantastic acting, some of the best direction, best camera work that I've ever seen in a movie to come up with a really, really cool, unique thriller movie that even someone who doesn't like horror movies will fall in love with this is a royal throne i really really enjoy this movie and i hope that our listeners are on my side as opposed to drew and jake but <laughs> let us the... know in the comments down below please i don't think we're neg- we're we're totally negative on it i think i think jake and i are just saying if we were to watch it now we'd find something like it, yeah we're from... very 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 tough with this stuff <laughs> I'm waiting for a Mad Max Fury Road because that's my kind of royal throne. Like for me, this is this is a, this is a pretty great movie. It just doesn't even if it if it could be borderline flawless and just not be one of my favorites. Therefore, it's not a royal throne. That's just kind of how I roll with ratings. Mad, Mad Max: The Throne on Fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. If it came out yesterday and we were reviewing it today, royal throne, hundred percent. Um, wow, I sounded like the girls from Death Day. There. Um, but you yeah, know, this is this is very this is a very good movie. I don't want anyone to think I'm knocking it. It's a, it's a, it's pretty great. It's just not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all well and good. It looks like we're out of time, so we're going to uh, wrap it all up here. I hope that you enjoyed this little look at M Night Shyamalan's Sixth Sense. If you haven't seen it, get on that. What are you doing with your life? And why on earth are you listening to a spoiler review? Oh my goodness. <laughs> That'll do it for us on the middle seats. Keep that seat warm, everyone. We'll be back soon.